At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, this sucks. now <laughs> <So> what's up <laughs> oh not much man can... turn off avatar there we go there we go yeah, i gotta get rid of all this shit here <laughs> yeah yeah oh hurting well not hurting hurting in a good way freaking can't feel my chest and my shoulders and good workout dude you've been giving her yeah it's today was tough frick like yeah it's we get so accustomed like we've, we've had such nice weather here the last couple of weeks kind of get accustomed to it and then this mm-hmm. cold snap that came in i mean we were in the, i was only out in it for half the day and it wasn't terrible but man i got home and i was like holy shit kicked the living crap out of me yeah it looked like you guys are dealing with quite the mess there yeah it's not too bad it was just yeah it's a, a development we knew it was there and it just yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. It's not like on a road or anything. It's it's not really affecting anything, but yeah, we got it kinked off for the most part. Finish it off tomorrow. Right. Not a big, you know, if it was out on a road or something, it would have been a nightmare, but this mm-hmm. is like, yeah, it's just draining into the ground way, way up there. Good ground for it too. So as far as that goes, so not a big deal. Yeah. Do you, uh, you work out when you get home from right when you get home or do you chill for a bit? It depends. I worked out, but not a workout. I headed down to the fish shack because we haven't been down there in a few days. And mm-hmm. with this cold, these cold nights, there was probably four, probably a good four inches, five inches of ice in the shack. And it's minus 27 tonight. And we're heading to Calgary this weekend. So I'm probably not going to even fish down there until <laughs> if I'm lucky, maybe tomorrow for a tiny bit, but I don't know. Otherwise it's going to be Monday. And then by then, frick, I might as well take a chainsaw. So I yeah. spent half an hour taking the mall and freaking going to town there and getting soaked again. Once the water starts coming through, I mean, you're getting wet. There's no way around it. And I was just in my car hurt. So <laughs> I just ate it. Wouldn't it be easier just to use a chainsaw and just recut a well, nice square hole every time? Yeah. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Um, the only thing with that shock is it doesn't have a wood stove in it. The only reason I say that is because you will make a mess with a chainsaw. There's oh, I see. 
if you had a wood, you know, if it's bad enough, it's worth it. You could turn on the wood stove. You could keep it going. You could actually dry out the inside, but just with a little propane heater, which is great for keeping it warm. You're not, it's going to take forever to dry that shack out. And it'll just be an ice box then basically. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause it, yeah. there'd be water all oh, down all the walls. Like it would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get so it. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those. We we've done it in the other shacks before where whatever reason we just haven't been down there but it's got the wood stove we'll just crank it somebody go there in the morning and at noon and just you know keep the fire going somebody just keep an eye on it and it doesn't take that long to dry it out then but right yeah, yeah and these things are a couple more weeks and we'll probably be pulling them off the lake so we'll that's see. it it's over yeah we'll be able to fish probably like there's lots of ice out there but to use your vehicle to get them off there's a fine line. Usually you can still fish for, you know, probably two, three weeks more, depending on the weather, how quickly it changes. It's still safe to go out on foot, but taking your vehicle out, you know, changes substantially. Once it starts to rot, it gets a little sketchy. It's supposed so, to warm up like crazy too. Yeah. For us here, it's not, it'll be beautiful days. I think it's still minus 10 at night next week, but oh, really, like plus three or four during the day. So it's like, it doesn't get any better than that. No, that's comfy. Yeah, yeah. As long as we don't get that snowfall, they're getting on the west, on the west coast. There, I saw a post from one of my friends that showed some pictures of that, and I haven't been following. I never really follow the news, but I had no idea they were getting hammered like that. Yeah, like on Vancouver Island, which they don't sound like a couple feet or something like that. Yeah, it was an exaggeration, but thirty-five centimeters they got or something like that, which is a lot for there. They're not really accustomed. Or built for snow. It's just rain they get. Yeah. Especially that'll be wet and heavy too. Yeah, that'd be gross. Yeah. Coastal snow is just nasty. Yeah. No Hard to shovel. You. That's kind of like that stuff that came down when uh, I texted you the other day in my little predicament there in the skid yeah. steer. It was not fun. <laughs> I think I think I need to order a new seat for that thing. <laughs> Were you sliding but down with it backwards? You know? Yep. And then I started sliding and it started turning on me on a 45 degree. And that's like, yeah. but then you nice. went into the, yeah, you kind of, I you get caught it, by the fresh snow. It's not bad. I've done yeah, that. And I've I, done it in my, I have a Bobcat and I do my driveway and I do like my cul-de-sac cause the city okay. never does them. I do my neighbors, but his driveway is pretty steep. And I remember going up there once and I was like, I started spinning out and I started going backwards and I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. So I just towed down and, Put the bucket on the ground. Yeah. Try to drag my slow myself down, and then I slowed myself down enough where I wasn't gonna. Yeah, that the picture I sent damage. you doesn't do that road any any justice as to how steep it is. Yeah, I mean it, it it looks steep, but how steep it actually is is crazy. And I had two options. Like I knew knew I wasn't gonna end up in the lake. <laughs> because I'd gotten down to grab, plowed it down to gravel a little far, well, maybe about 50 feet farther, but I was worried about picking up enough momentum. And if I turned sideways on there, Flip I'd it. end up flip it, flipping it just because of the momentum. So yeah, I just hammered it straight back. I knew there was a, a snow burn behind there. So it was my options were backing into that and hoping it stopped, or I was prepped just to rev the living crap out of it and start turning into the hill, like downwards. Yeah. And then chances are, if you can keep those those wheels moving, you won't flip. 
it might be a bit of a ride going down until you can get some traction, but those are my only two options because sitting there and just going for the ride, I wasn't in for that. Yeah. No, I'll it's fight a, my way out of it the whole time. <laughs> that's a gross feeling too. Yeah. And you can't bail out of those machines. Like you're a machine like that. There's no, not like a truck where you could no, well, throw on the air brakes yeah, and chump out the door if your truck is in it. Yeah. So is what it is. Oh, well, it worked <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I get paid the small bucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cushy. <laughs> it is. Pretty cushy I, gig. I got it made. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not complaining. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No what have you been doing though? What have you been up to? Good. <sighs> getting bored. I bet. He's getting better. That's good. So wife's back home. That's nice. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That picture I showed you is pretty gnarly, eh? It's a yeah, lot better. Have, it's a lot better have, now. I couldn't even imagine that that that's not what I was imagining at all. Just when you're describing, you know, what was going on, but yeah. So, so for the people listening, so they know what we're talking about is my wife, uh, I was about a weekend post-op and my wife, she got COVID. So she started feeling crappy on Sunday night, Monday, she was a puddle, couldn't get out of bed. Tuesday, it just got worse. And then Wednesday, her legs started to swell up and this is Wednesday morning and I was home coffee because I got my, you know, I'm, I'm just on crutches still. I was on a crutch and a cane, like just right in that transition period. And her legs started to swell. So I was like, okay, well, just keep an eye on it. So we put some ice on it. She's still in bed. Cause she's got this, she's dealing with COVID and it just got worse throughout the day. And then by like three o'clock in the afternoon, like, I've never seen anything like it. Like if you took a balloon and you blew it up to the point where it was about to burst, that's where leg looked like. It's crazy. Like just the grossest thing ever. Like I was like, Oh my God. So I had to call the ambulance because I could like, I'm in crutches. Right. So I called the ambulance. They came and picked her up. Yeah. And it was pretty severe. There was a couple days there where we thought maybe they were going to have to cut her leg off. Yeah, when I texted you how she was doing and everything, you told me that it was just kind of like, honestly, it happened so fast that I swear to God, I thought it was yeah. a sick joke at first, and then yeah, well, that's you what you basically said, like, like fucking joking me right now. It's like, oh, yeah. dude, it was it was weird. Like Nadine, like she barely drinks, she's healthy, like she never smoked, and like yeah. lives a pretty clean lifestyle. And it was just so what she got was it's called cellulitis, and man it's been weeks now and that picture i sent you you can see what her leg looks like now it yeah. still looks like a piece of hamburger literally yeah yeah it's gnarly um so there's still a lot of pain in her leg but she was in there for yeah over a week almost two weeks i think so 10 days 11 days till she came home but yeah it's it's funny how well you and i were talking like how things all of a sudden can get they can just turn sideways on you and you're like holy fuck like everything was going good right like she was feeling fine and then like a yeah. normal totally normally normal healthy person like to have to lose your leg like well and you, you that's know a big like deal. It, it comes I, I like the cliche but i hate the cliche but you only live once and it's crazy yeah. how quick life changes i mean we're making summer plans we're talking about you know 3d shoots you know like what we're gonna where we're going this summer and you know like 
where we're going to meet up and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and all of a sudden it's like that happens literally in the blink of an eye. And you're just like, I mean, nothing matters at that point. No, except for, no, but I mean, like, but it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you think like, say, well, and the, the, what the, the reason they have there, they figure like, if it gets to a certain point, like they basically drew a line or like, like if the infection gets past this point, we're going to have to cut it off because if it gets into your organs, it's pretty much game over. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a shocker. You, it's one of those things you're just like, Jesus, what the, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's kind of, seems like a bad dream, but like, yeah. even like to lose your leg, I mean, that would change. Like you said, I mean, we're making plans. I'm making plans for next fall. All that's out the window, right? Yeah. It's Even just how... stuff around your house. Oh, yeah. Like access that you take for granted where stairs are, what you can get up, what you can't get up, what you can get to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you lose a leg. I mean, people lose both legs and they recover oh, yeah. and they're, they run, right? They're Olympic runners. I'm. Mean, it's just an adjustment and it comes down to the individual being mentally strong enough um, to deal with something like that and just to overcome it. And I think that if that was to happen, I think that would... You know, I love my wife to death and all, and she's a great mother and she's, you know, she's a rock, but, um, I, I think that would be the hardest thing for her is just getting over that mental yeah. part of it, which I think is true for a lot of people. And, um, just having the mental strength and fortitude to overcome something like that, it takes a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. It comes to all aspects of life, mental toughness. We've talked about it for for hunting and stuff but it comes down to everyday life too oh yeah Get man point a to point b and just one day at a time yeah well exactly and you have to unfortunately the only way you gain that kind of you know that, that kind of tenacity is you have to go through hardships in life and you have to just keep powering through and yeah and overcome them i mean like you know i've i i didn't have an easy road to get where i am today and I mean, um, I know you didn't either, right? You know, there's a lot of things that, that you had to overcome. And, um, but yeah, you got to just, even if, when life kicks you down like that, you got to just keep keep a positive attitude. It's hard. Like I know you and I are talking back and forth and, you know, I try to keep, always keep a strong, positive atti- attitude no matter what I'm doing. But there's sometimes when you're just like, Jesus, yeah, it could go. Well, especially when you're staying tougher, you know, anybody's going through anything like this and you got kids involved too. And, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to keep positive with everything and, you know, not let them necessarily in on how bad things are at certain times. And it's, it's yeah. tough. You're not only doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for, for the rest of the family too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing, like we took the kids up there and it was pretty emotional when, you know, that Nadine got, she got pretty broken up when the kids went there, the kids were pretty for the next couple of days, they were pretty, it was pretty tough on them. So, um, I only took them up there twice just cause it was too, it was too tough on everyone, like too tough on, on Nadine and too tough on the kids to kind of deal with that. So, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, you know, luckily, luckily it all turned out for the better and she's home now on recovering and, um, but yeah, what it's, what a nasty, gnarly little, and you know, I learned a lot about that and you can get it from anything like people apparently they get it from blisters they'll get blisters really? and all of a sudden it'll turn into cellulitis or like just a, a scratch that's nuts yeah is it an yeah. age thing at all like at a certain age you start being more I susceptible think, i think it, it 
it generally affects older people. Okay. Um, but I think because she had COVID, her white blood cells were way down, and yeah. her body just couldn't fight it off. Well, but, that's fair enough. Yeah. Well, well. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So things are slowly getting back to back to normal, but it'll be a process, I think. I mean, luckily, luckily, I'm home right now from work with my knee, so it definitely makes it easier. I've been uh, I've been kicking ass on making lunches. I can make a a mean lunch for the kids. Pretty impressive. Are you at least throwing it, you know, some good stuff in there too, or is it all that healthy stuff? <laughs> no, it's good. They they get their jellos and oh, yeah. a couple, couple cookies in there. Everybody likes that. And they're on they're they're at school early every day, which is something like they said they're like, Dad, when you take us, we're never late. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and we had my mom came up too for a couple days. And yeah, so my mom runs a Definitely runs a tighter ship than uh, my kids are used to. So but that's I mean, hilarious. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's good. So you've been uh, while you're recovering. Have you been able to shoot your bow? I know you. I know I've, we've talked a little bit. I just I'm not sure how much have you actually been able to shoot it. I shoot it every day. Um, I'm dealing with that. I'm doing that elbow treatment right now. That shock treatment for my elbow. Yeah. Um, so I'm not supposed to shoot my bow. So I've limited, I've toned it down to like maybe like three, four rounds of like six arrows. Yeah. So you don't want to set yourself back too far. No, but yeah, I mean that I made a couple adjustments on that PSC and I'm definitely liking it a lot better than I was for the first little bit. What did you do to change it up? Uh, just moved. I, so I went back to a smaller peep site told you that okay. i made some adjustments with the stabilizer changes up the stabilizer um i i had one i had a stabilizer coming out the back took that off i just took some weight off it yeah and it's funny because like the exact like the matthews i was shooting last year is actually the way i had them both set up at the beginning the matthews was heavier really but it just for some reason it just the way and they're both 33 inch axle axle but the riser on the matthews is a lot bigger yeah um which i think yeah a little more forgiving i think that's why it it's easier to shoot but of course that that psc omen it's got a gnarly it's only got a five inch brace height so it's gnarly man you have any hand torque in in your shot at all you can tell right away better keep it away from me (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not an easy bow to shoot but it's speedy oh, as all hell. They got a new bow coming out that's even faster. What? Yeah, I was watching Greg shoot it. I was like, holy shit. I haven't put mine through the chronograph yet, but I'm going to. What What does he think of the faster bow? Like, that's, you got to start running. It's a target. He's troubles. shooting a, t- it's a target bow that he's okay. shooting. But so, like, the way I, like, I added more weight to my arrow to, to offset the speed. So I'm going to bring the speed down a lot and we just shoot a heavier arrow and compensate yeah. for, um, because like you, if you start putting fixed blades, and I'm not shooting mechanical blades this year, there's no way in hell. But if you start putting fixed blades on a high, sh- like an arrow, on a high, like fast arrow, it's going to be really hard to, con- a lot harder to control it, right? And you know, I switched up the rest. That was another thing I did. I switched up the rest so I can get four four veins back on that arrow to give it more steering. That's good. Yeah, and I know I got 150 grain tip in there, so. Right on. Oh, that's, that's good. 
But it, it's shooting pretty good. I mean, at 50 yards, I was hitting air. I was hitting arrows. They're are they're rubbing each other. So, but yeah, that'll be. I I'll, I'm looking forward to being able to shoot some distance here. Just not quite there yet. So what's so, going on with the the site? I I didn't want to ask for text because I didn't want. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like more options. It's like. Because you were like you were you were perfect. in on the squad hog, you're so and I'm still and I'm still really in. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but after so I called my bow guy up because I know he sells the spot hog that we've been looking at and all this kind of stuff. And he's got a few different sites that you know were always in the mix, whether I could afford them or not is whatever, but I knew he sold them. Um and he's he's awesome, he's the type of guy. He's not trying to sell you the site. He's trying to help you find what you need for what you're going to do. Um, and he knows where I'm at. He knows what I want to do with hunting. He knows that I want to go to the next level with 3D archery and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's kind of, I'm not, I'm not trying to specify in one or the other. I'm looking for that all round site. Um, but I've been really focused after talking to, you know, quite a few people. Uh, another guy, Kyle Sinclair. Smith that we've had on the show. Um, he convinced me again, just talking about what I want to do and stuff going into the future here. And he convinced me that since I want to go to a slider and all this kind of stuff, um, to switch our, to switch the bottom pin, um, depending on how many pins you want, but your bottom pin as a 10 thousandths, uh, size pin, smallest size. And I've got 19 thousandths on mine. And the problem that I have is my, one, my eyes aren't the best, but when I'm looking down at the 60 yard target and I'm trying to hit one of the small black dots that are three or four inches big, my pin covers up the whole, let's say black dot. And it's not star bursting. It's just literally covering up the whole thing with my eyes. So I can't actually tell if I'm dead center on it. I can't tell if I'm offset on it. Well, how, how far are we talking here? Like, like 60 80 yards. Yard- 80 yards, no, 60, 60 yards, yards for me. And it's just the way my eyes are. It's okay, just because I was going to say, like, if you're hitting three inch groupings at 80 yards, then fuck, dude, good enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I'm talking like the circle itself that I'm aiming for is only three yeah. inches or four inches. So the pin's covering it up. So it's not that I'm not grouping really well, but I honestly can't tell if I'm even shooting for the same spot every time because I'm not seeing like a black halo around the the pin or anything like that. So mm-hmm. what I'm hoping is that the 10,000 pin is I can be like, okay, there's a little bit of a black ring around it or something like that, or a white ring, whatever color it is. And be like, okay, I'm in the middle of that four inch target that I'm going mm-hmm. for, you know, 80, 90 yards. If I'm able to see that, then I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> My well, eyes are- dude, if you're shooting what? three inches at 80 yards, fucking. Yeah, I'll be pumped, but I'm not, Good. I'm not there yet, but with the 19,000 pin, I'm not going to be able to tell. I'm not going to be able to hit, be actually aiming at that exact spot every time because I'm, I'm going to be guessing. It'll be in the area or the vicinity. But, yeah. So I'm just hoping with the smaller pin, it'll just allow me a little more accuracy, so to speak, from what I can see. Like I'll be able to actually put that pin in a more exact spot every single time. And hopefully that'll help with my groupings. I mean, the rest is going to be technique and all that kind of stuff but i got to be able to see my target to actually hit my target up to that point yeah so 
And then with my, with my top pins, those, I don't mind being 19 thousandths because the way I'm looking at it and the way Kyle and I were talking about it, he's like, you're in those last couple minutes of light at the end of the day, you want as much light coming in as possible. And if it's that dim out, you're not taking a 60 yard shot. Anyway, you're not taking a 70 yard shot. You're probably, especially the stuff that we hunt, it's tight, it's close. I want, I want those bigger pins anyway, because I'm not aiming for a, a one inch spot. I'm aiming, you know, I'm going to be able to see my animal. I'm going to see those lungs or the lung area and stuff like that. I'm aiming small, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like if I was going to get, if I was going to go to small pins, I would just go to all small pins. I've shot like the micro pins. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when it's dirt, when it gets past the point of dark, like light, it's, and it's too dark to shoot. It's too dark to shoot. Yeah. So, so yeah. So saying that, that that's kind of where I got off track there a bit, but my bull guy there, Kevin, he was, it's his name too. <laughs> um, he was telling, I was hoping on the spot hog that I could change out the bottom pin for a smaller pin. But the thing is on the triple stack that I'm looking at, yeah. um, I was worried about the throat of the top pins is going to be wider yeah. than the small pin at the, and he confirmed that, that yeah. they are bigger. And I was like, well, it defeats the purpose of having that small pin smaller because yeah, I'm still going to be looking down the thickness of the throat of the the other ones. So can you get that that triple stack in a 0.10? Yes. Or is it point oh you can? Yeah, you can. So that's my option is I can go yeah, point point zero one or point or the 19,000s. So it's it's all or nothing for that kind of situation to make the slider efficient. Yeah. And you want to, you, are you set on like a vertical pin or horizontal pin? You... No, I'm not. I, I was pretty set on the vertical just for the, the field of view and everything. But yeah. Cause it opens your site housing. Or your opens site the site housing. But now I'm kind of looking at, so after I found that out, I was like, okay, I wonder what some of my other options are for, even if I have to go to the horizontal on the spot hog. Yeah. Um, And it's like, well, I wonder if I just went to a three pin horizontal, it's still opening up the site housing more so than the five pin. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at that, uh, but I think there's part of that, then you need to get the adapter for windage. I believe if I put it on my Picatinny, you're going to have side, you're going to have to, uh, either way. Yeah. So I had to get it for no, the spot, the triple stack, it came with triple one. St- yeah. The triple stack. I think he said, I'm okay, but I think he said that if, he's pretty sure. I'll need the adapter if I go for the horizontal pin, just the way it's set up, I guess. Oh, I see. Because the triple stack does come with the, it comes with a little, like a little L-shaped bracket and you can switch it and move it around anywhere off the, off the housing to put your site so you can make adjustments for windage. Because I had. Because you run out of windage. Yeah, you you don't have enough windage. Yeah. It gets too close. It gets too close. You can't dial it. Yeah. Too far to the right or left, depending on what hand you're shooting. So I had to switch it around when I because I put that spot hog on that PSC and it doesn't have the Picatinny. But like the new PSCs, like the Fortis, they have the Picatinny rail system on it. Yeah, but the the one I'm shooting this year didn't the the Omen didn't have it because it came out That's last right. summer. That's right. So when it came, so after talking to him about that, he's like, "It's a great site. Like nothing against it. Those are just kind of your options and what you're looking at." And then we started getting to talking about. Um, uh, 
excuse my pronunciation, but the Axel landslide. Oh yeah. Fantastic. I've always known it's one of the top of the line um, sites out there, but you're paying for it. So he's like with a triple stack when it's all said and done by the time shipping, all that kind of stuff and getting it in. He says, you're looking at, you know, 500 bucks or a little less than 500 bucks. And he said, you go to the axle. He says, you're looking at the Cadillac of both sites now. Um, he sells a ton of them and he says, you're looking at another 150 bucks. So, yeah, that's what I had. I had the, the axle, um, I had the axle on it and then I went to the CBE after the axle. That's right. And then I went to spot on. Yeah. All good. Like all three of them are They're great. awesome sites and they all have great, like, they all have features that you wish the other one had. Like one thing that you wish like one had that it didn't like spot hog. I wish spot hog had some way of dimming, like dimming it. Like the CBE, it's got that little shield, that dimming shield. Yeah. You could tone down the brightness and stuff. Like I the use Axel a piece has of, that too. Now I don't know if it did before, but it does now. Yeah. Do the one remember? I had, the one I had didn't have it, but I know they have it now. The CBE had it. So you okay. could just slide the shield back. Just so you can eliminate that starburst effect. Yeah. And see, like, I have a piece of electrical tape over top of the spot hog. Yeah. And that's what I do now, too, with my trophy rage. I'll get electrical tape around it. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's nice if you can just do a nice little slide adjustment, but it is what it is, right? Like, it's. Yeah. And see, mine's got the bigger pins, too. I was almost thinking about just ordering some some smaller pins and changing them out because it's easy enough to do. You just undo, yeah. like you just turn that set screw all the way up and you can pull them right off. You just have to feed the, you got to feed that line back through. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the YouTube thing on For it. Yeah. Line. It wasn't a, wasn't a big deal at all, but yeah, you can't do the bottom one or two. You have to do them all or else, like you said, the throat is going to be bigger yeah. and less. So, so yeah. So the axles of beauty, you know, it's beautiful sight and everything. The only issue, another issue that comes with that is if you, like I've got the Hoyt Ventum yeah. Pro and we've talked about it. I'd love to get it on the Picatinny. So everything's nice and centered. It's nice and mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. So you can do that with the axle. But he said, if for some reason you switch bows, uh, maybe brands and they don't incorporate the Picatinny, he says, you're going to have to buy an adapter, which they have to go to a side mount or, you know, what a dovetail, whatever brand you end up going to. But he said, when you look at those online and you start bringing them in, he says, you're looking at 200 bucks US. Yeah. And I went on today and I looked at it and that's another 200 bucks US to adapt it to another bow. So that's three plus by the time you get it here. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like, okay, I got mine for now. And everybody's like, all right, I got my bow for a couple of years, whatever, maybe longer. Who knows? Everybody's different, right? And it's like, okay, so there's an added cost. So are you giving up the, uh, are you giving up your nice centered alignment and balance and everything, but potentially switching bows and now forking out more money? Mm -hmm. it's, it's again, it's, it's like all great ones. You know, I'm still leaning toward that triple stack, but it kind of opened up. I was really this... hoping on having different size pins, but I might just have to go to the 10,000s pins. Yeah, I'm just, can you order the, can you get the spot hog with the Picatinny rail 
built into it or do you have to order that piece that i had i bought um, that piece like i bought the piece the yeah here it is here you can get it off lancaster and it's an actual adapter that they make that clicks onto the pick drl you have to take yeah. your spot hog apart and put it back to put it on this bracket right on the slider yeah there is an issue i found with that though like the, when they machined it it's not machined perfectly so if you tighten the screws oh. too much you can't slide you can't slide it up or down i noticed really yeah and then the problem is obviously if if you just leave it loose it wiggles right because the the two plates aren't tight together like you need those plates need to be tight together yeah so if one, number one your screw doesn't back out and number two that you don't have any movement from where it, like everything on your site past that point yeah so yeah, what I, I did is i i went down and i got a whole whack of different size washers and i put some water i've kept trying and like trying different size washers until i got one that fit oh, okay but now you got a gap in there that's gonna get dirt and dust and shit and then it's gonna get in there and then it's gonna affect like yeah if it's not a perfect fit something's gonna eventually yeah throw something out loosen something off yeah yeah it's you're just... always best to keep it how it came from the manufacturer that's why i was wondering if it actually came like that maybe it was just a shitty one that like maybe it was just in the manufacturing the one i got maybe they're maybe they're not like that i don't know yeah, but the I'm one sure. i got it wasn't like that yeah he, like he also said he wasn't sure if the one you had because yours was for the matthews right yeah no no, for the sorry. RX7 I had. It was for the RX7 that you had. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Scratch what I was going to say there. Yeah. Because so, the, the Matthews has a dovetail. They have the dovetail. You gotta, yeah. You got to slide the dovetail through the bridge lock. Yeah. But now, like PSE came out with that Picatinny rail system. I think, but they, theirs, you can take it off. And like yours, yours is machined into the aluminum, right? Yeah. Which is good. Um, and that's where I wonder, though, with some of these companies like you are they are they perfectly um acceptable you know what i mean like is that machining so perfect for the ventum and the rx7 like are they exactly the same or well, the rx7 is, it... is an actual bracket that bolts into the because it's carbon right it's not machined into it like the oh like okay the i didn't realize that. that yeah i didn't realize that so it's a plate that's bolted into it so yeah i mean it could be a little bit different, but I mean, it's got a, it's got a pin and a clamp. So, I mean, it's going to yeah. work that, I don't know. I always wondered that. Cause I even noticed that when the dovetails came out the other year and I was watching a few YouTube videos on them and they were showing some aftermark, you know, like different companies are making them and some fit better than others. A little yeah. bit of play in some of the others, they all worked. They all did what they were supposed to do but they all weren't perfectly in there. Like I'd want peace of mind. If it's not a tight fit going in, it's probably not going on my bow. I mean, just my personal opinion. Yeah. Cause I always think of everything mechanically. <laughs> Cause if it's not perfect, something's going to screw up when you don't want it to. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you got to have to make yeah. this call here soon though. Yeah. It's going to have to happen here soon. I know that. end of February now, so you won't get it till. Well, I think he's actually, I think he's got some in the shop there, one or two in the shop. 
of what the axle I and think the... of both. Yeah, he's got one extra axle. He said he could. He's got set aside right now, not for me, but he's just got it on the side. But the spot, yeah, I just got to get it through my head that the and the only issue is the pins. That's it. That's that's. I just had my hopes. I'm gonna look on a right now to thing. see. Like, I, yeah, I know you got to be able to buy just buy spot hog pins. Well, I know that. I can get them just in the one thousands. I already know that. Or the yeah, 10, but you 000s. have to order it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm he orders maybe from the states over... anyway, and then he goes. He's close to the border too, so he just goes across the border to get all his shipments. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing that I got to wrap my mind around is that: Am I okay with? You know, I had it set in my brain that I was gonna customize my pins. Yeah, you know, it's just like I, just I think it, to, to do that, yeah, that. you have to go horizontal pins. Yeah, uh, with like, yeah, which is all doable, but then you're waiting two, yeah. three, four months. And I asked him about that too, and he said, "Yeah, that's kind of what you're looking at." And I was like, "I don't really want to wait that long on something." No, it sucks waiting for shit, like, man. Because then, and and then again, that means that I'll be getting it, even if I ordered it right now. Yeah, you're going to be getting it. And I'm going to be pushing my luck, getting everything set up and getting everything sighted in and getting used to it just before, you know, a month before hunting season, two months before. Yeah, it's yeah, nice to so have it's... stuff dialed in early, not fuck with it. I mean, but I'm sure I'm going to be screwing with something new. Oh, you're always tinkering. That's yeah. your own fault, though. I know. I just want to get curious. <laughs> You don't know, like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and like you, unless you try it, you really have no clue. And if you if you never tried anything new, you'd still be using the same old shit. Yeah. So, and I guess as long as they're just small tinkerings, it's not hard to go back. I mean, you you know the way you're experimenting with your veins, it's like, well, that's nothing. That's no. Glue them on. Take them off if you don't like them. Yeah. You know, like it's. Well, it's I I just deal. shot those a whole bunch, and then usually if you shoot like doesn't take much to knock to smack your veins off your arrows yeah so oh, yeah so yeah and i'll be doing the same thing too yeah. I, I i am liking the four the four fletch though i don't know that i'm gonna go away from that but i just got onto that at the end of the season last year so i'll be interested interested to see how it works through the 3d season and stuff like that and are you gonna switch your arrows up uh, undecided. I'm looking at mine right now. Still got a bit of a stack there. I might get some new ones. I was looking at, I was looking when I was looking at sites, I was also looking at arrows. I don't know what I'm going to get. There's what so about broadheads? Broadheads. I'm still going to stick with You're gonna um, use the same ones. Yeah. Yeah. Same company for sure. And those recluse that I were using, I mean, they were flying awesome. Um, but man, they've got a good selection of some really good fixed blades. And they got three more, three different one, three new broadheads coming out this year. They should be launching here soon. I think they're just waiting for them to come in. So it's not like they're promising the world and then the shipping issues happen. So I yeah. literally think everything's on its way to wherever they need it. Warehouses or whatever they're doing. And yeah. So yeah, I'm going to shoot they, those. Uh, I got five or six packs of those. Um, the wasp sharpshooters, but I got the traditionals, the 150 grain. Yeah. I'm just going to use those just for more weight up front. Fuck it. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, that's and then good. hopefully with that bow, I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up, and I'm gonna shoot it to see the speed. I'll check out the arrow speed, and we'll see where we're at. But yeah, I I, th- I think if I do get new arrows, I'm gonna stick with the same same size arrows. I'm not gonna go to the micros or anything like that. And I think I'm going to I'm gonna experiment a bit with uh, that gold tip uh, weight system, so I can play around with my just the front end weight in the arrows and stuff, just piss around with it, you know, unscrew the weights from the inside and just see if there's a, you know, see if my bow just seems to like a certain weight just by taking, you know, adding a little, taking a little. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Man. Maybe if there's just a magic spot in there somewhere. Arrow length like, too oh. changes shit. Yeah. Cutting half an inch off your arrow makes a big difference. I so. fucked around with that. Like I'll shoot, I'll cut, they're literally cut a whole bunch of arrows half an inch shorter just to see. see you don't know like i said you don't know what you don't know unless you try it never know yeah i mean i generally don't like it too close like oh well, my fucking brother man he, like <laughs> i remember he was told like this fucking this guy's hilarious like lo, like my brother i love my brother yeah jim love my brother jim he's a great like great hunter right like I'm not he just gets a little rushy Right. And we're doing some arrows. Right. And like, I'm like, did you clean those inside of those areas? He's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, well, we should do it anyway. Just so he's like, fuck it. I'm pretty sure I did. Didn't. <laughs> goes and glues the insert in, like, goes to drop back. But his arrows are, show, are so short that he pulls his arrow back and his, his rest catches his broadhead and pops oh. the broad. Off. I'm like, oh, I was like, why are your arrows so short? And why? I'm like, we obviously didn't clean. We obviously missed some when we cleaned them. But yeah, that's a funny story. <laughs> but like, why are your arrows so fucking short? But yeah, he likes like, we've been shooting there and he's been shooting and he's like, and he keeps, cause he, he, he lost his finger, his index finger on his left hand. So that finger kind of just like wanders and he, <laughs> he ended up, it's kind of like float, like doing a little, like a tail, just wandering around. <laughs> he let the arrow go and it freaking. Just took it right off. No, like he, or sorry, cut it. Yeah, he lost yeah. it. He lost it with his. He lost it. His. He was cutting aluminum, and his glove got caught on the on the grinder blade, and pulled his finger between the grinder guard and the blade, and then it was cutting him. So he went to move, try to get it out, and as he tried to get it out, he pulled it and got too close to the blade. If there was no guard on that grinder, he would have had. He, you know, he would still have his finger. That sucks. But so that's how he lost his finger. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Funny story about that. So like, I'm sitting there. At, I'm sitting there one time, and I was fishing at the time. And like, his buddy comes up. He's like, "Man, you got to go pick your brother from the hospital." I'm like, "What the fuck did you do now?" And like, "Oh, he cut his finger off at work." I'm like, "Oh, figures." So I go up to the hospital, and he's just sitting in the waiting room, emergency, holding his finger with some ice. I'm like, "How long have you been up here?" And he's like, "Oh, it's like seven thirty." This morning and it's like 11 holy smokes so i'm like you've been sitting here the whole time and he's just like pale and he's like oh it fucking hurts right he's got no finger on his he's got like he's holding his fingers they got some ice on his finger but sitting beside his hand is this dead finger <laughs> i don't know like where are they gonna, you gonna sew it back on is he gonna keep it? i don't know what the fuck are you doing with that why is that finger there 
Good thing it so, wasn't Halloween. It would have looked like one of those Halloween. So anyway, I'm like, I got to go talk. So I go out and start bugging some people. I'm like, hey, can somebody come over here and look at my brother? He's been sitting here for like a while now and he's got no finger. And they're like, oh, there's is like, oh, really? Comes over and then she like goes and gets a doctor. And then finally they take him in there and he's sitting there and they're like, okay, this is going to hurt. And they take a needle and they jam it right in the oh, end of his oh. finger. <laughs> and just to freeze it, right? And I look at his face and like nothing. Didn't even flinch. He's just like, oh, that feels better. I'm like, holy fuck, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. That's, it was, yeah. That's so they, it was a couple hours later, and then he comes out, and it's all bandaged up, and they, look, a mess. But I'm anyway, yeah, so, yeah, he, we were shooting once, and he freaking cut that thing good. This broadhead, Montec, nice new Montec, cut it real, real good. Unreal. Here's one for you. I just thought of this, too. Got your arrows, got your broadheads. You got all your arrows the same length. You're happy with your length. Switch your broadheads. Some of those broadheads are a lot longer than the others. Mm-hmm. Now you compare hunting arrow to hunting arrow. You could have half an inch, three quarters of an inch difference in length now of your total arrow slash broadhead length too. So does a person <laughs> does a person get anal enough to start cutting your actual straightest hunting arrows a little bit shorter if you go well, you, broad heads and yeah and you got to watch the where like how far it comes into your riser right yeah because like you don't want to touch because that, that that back of that the arrow is not going to change so where the depending on what you're shooting and how close it is to your rest that arrow the back of the arrow just because the blade's longer doesn't necessarily mean that the, like or it doesn't mean yeah. at all the back of it's still going to be in the same spot if you don't have a lot of room between some people like it tight for some reason i noticed some people like their arrows some people like so when they draw back there's only like half an inch of arrow between their rest and their broadhead yeah. they like, I it like right mine tight. a little farther out than that yeah me too i like mine sitting out past like my arrow is like is sitting past the end of my riser yeah that's kind of where i try to get mine yeah I mean, you can get like you can get into that that rabbit hole of like arrow length and you know, fuck. But that's like anything, right? Like you can get into the fact like depending on your draw length. If you're if you have a short draw length and you're shooting longer arrows and longer draw length, shooting shorter arrows, arrow speed and. But I mean, that's uh, to me, it's just a trial and error process. Trial, trial and error error process Fuck. yeah <laughs> so i don't know yeah no doubt those are those are like greg pool topics yeah yeah that's uh because then you get into like triangles there. and everything too right and we've kind of touched on that before and like triangles like if you have a 29 inch draw length you don't want a 29 inch axle axle bow but then like greg said yeah. if you got those big ass cams by the time you draw back you're at your boat, you know, two inches on each side, your draw it, your, your actual axle or like your arrow is coming off your cam. You're going to be 33 inches. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, some of those cams now are just, they're like dinner plates. They're yeah. Huge. Well, it rolls back and if it has. Yeah. Yeah. The deep dark rabbit hole. A, bu- a buddy of mine came over and uh, we were looking at, he, he has a PSC and he shoots a cam and a half system. 
like a single cam, like he's got a wheel and a cam. Fuck, I forgot what those bows are like to draw back. I don't think I've ever shot one like that. No, like yeah, pretty, pretty well, they don't have like a cam. As soon as you get to a certain point, right, the cam flips over and then it yeah, it gets easy. If you're just shooting wheels, like like no cams, like if you just have wheels on upper and lower, like to hold that that holding weight is still there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do that's the way mean. the cams designed it. When it flips over, it gets like it's hard. It's hard to pull, and then like once you get through the valley the back wall and then it's easy right yeah and that's because of the way the cam is designed all makes sense yeah but he bought my rx7 off me he's we got him fixed up for that oh yeah that's good i asked him he's like holy fuck this thing's nice even when we shot it because like he was shooting i think it was 55 pounds i could be wrong but 55 pounds on his old psc and it was like it was a stubborn cock to draw draw back. And then like that was 70 pounds. I'm like, draw this bow back now. And he draws it back and he's like, oh, that's smooth. It's crazy how you can lose the weight, so to speak, in the draw when it's that smooth. And that's just from the cams on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bow is yeah, like his bow is 30 inch axle axle, actually a longer axle axle bow. But it was a cam and a half. It had the wheel up top. So yeah, let's. Well, I shot the the thirty four inch RX seven thirty four inch this week, earlier in the week. Pretty nice. Nice enough to want to buy it. <sighs> I, I don't know. I wanted to shoot that PSC Mach thirty four too, but they didn't have one in. I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty nice. Is it one of their new? They got it big... must be one of their newest releases then. Hey. Yeah, but like they're. They're bright. They're getting their brace heights are getting over seven inch, but apparently they're still shooting on high arrow speed. So hmm. it's hard to say. And it all depends on your rest too. Because if you like, if you have, so like you know, um, the the Hemsky rest sits a lot like it sits a lot further back than like the QAD rest. Yeah. So like where that arrow is coming off the string is a shorter distance than it would if you had a QAD rest. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, there is a lot of deflection and stuff in your riser, depending on the kind of riser you have, and it's going to make a difference. It would be interesting, though, to be able to compare to see if some of those bows just shot better with with different style rests, like different brands of rests, like you say, just... Yeah, well, like I had the Hemsky. Yeah, I had the Hemsky on that PSC Omen, and you couldn't even fit. Like I showed you pictures, you couldn't even get. You couldn't like when it's when it was knocked on when the arrow was knocked on the string, the veins were sitting in the sight housing. Yeah, like they were in the sight housing, and I it just drove me nuts. It just they didn't sit in there properly because you know it's got the little cup for your arrow to sit on. Yeah, they didn't sit in there properly, and it drove me nuts. Yeah. So no, that's I when would, I went to I the three. Either. Yeah. Uh, then I went to three, three blazer veins. But then now we're not, now I'm not getting the steering that I want for because I'm shooting the, I'm shooting a faster bow with a fixed blade broadhead. I need more, like the more steering I have at the back end, the better it's going to be, like the truer it's going to fly. Yeah. Cause you were shooting with, slightly longer veins. And the blazers were the only ones that fit, right? Yeah. I was shooting the, the heat. Uh, no, I was using the 
um hybrid the AE hybrid oh okay so yeah it's crazy those half inches quarter inches how much difference it makes yeah when you put it all together but there you go like a different rest and all of a sudden you can use those longer veins well and that's what i did so now i put that prophecy on when i was talking to greg him and i were just chatting through text back and forth and i was asking him you know hey what's the best you know I was asking him about this, or I asked him what he thought, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you got to put the, you got to go with the prophecy." It's like he's put it on lots, and I put it on, put the four, the that prophecy is it, it's actually a really nice rest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody that's got one besides you. Yeah, well, they don't like. I had to order it from the states. They don't. I. That's a shitty thing, but like anything you want, that's good. Yeah. Look, you can't get anything in Canada. You can't get arrows. You can't like anything that you want. Like. If you want good stuff it seems like you got to get it from down south and it's double the price that they're getting it for yeah even like there's like canadian archery online and like ontario like there is some archery stores around but like and there is art like jimbo's archery they they've got lots like there is actual archery shops like like brick and mortar shops that have are going to have a lot but like i'm not going to drive to calgary Go well, there's your there's your gas money right there is what you would have is probably more than what you would have paid just for shipping. Well, yeah, and what's if they don't just, have it? Yeah. But if they don't have what I want, I mean, I guess I could always call and ask them to send them out, but am I gonna sit there and phone every shop in Western yeah. Canada or in Canada? You might as well just order it. So and yeah. like yeah, but it's a really nice rest. Smooth as hell. Yeah. What was it like to set up? Like to actually mount easy. it and well, like all rests are easy to set up. Like yeah. Once you get your rest, like so you get your like you put your rest in and you I already had my D loop on. Right. And I just I, I went center to center off the ax off the axles. Yeah. I already had my D loop in. So I just leveled it off off my string, right? Put the level on, level my bow, level the arrow, set the height. 13 sixteenths off the inside of the riser, right? Measure 13 sixteenths off. That's the center of the arrow. Set it there. And then it was just a matter of um, timing it, which is timing is re- like to time. But timing is arrow rests are a lot easier to set up than I think people think, like, especially the timing, right? Like you just, it, you just set it up. So it's, so when you draw, like you set it up with enough tension, so it's hard to pull out, but you don't tighten it all the way. And then you yeah. put it, pull it down you draw back and then that's your timing. And what I like to do is I'll always pull it like a third, like a tiniest little, little bit more through just yeah. to give it a little extra, like not even a 16th of an inch, like less than that, pull it back through. And then I'll either tighten it or that's where I'll tie it in. And that's where I like the way that Hamsky Trinity that I have, that's a limb driven tied off at the bottom, but it actually loops up and through it. And they have a little, I don't know if you want to call it a nubbin or whatever, that has a little screw in it. And you loosen that off and it loops through it. So you get your rest folded all the way forward. And then you tighten up that that yeah. string that's coming through. Give it a little extra because you'll lose a little bit as soon as you have to use your other hand. And then you just tighten that screw. And it Yeah, you tighten that. the set screw. Yeah, all rest, tighten like the even the QAD, then... the prophecy, they all have that. I just, I don't. I don't like doing it. I always find I always lose a bit, like you said, when you're gotcha. you're letting it go. I like to do it on the string, so I like gotcha. to time it off the string. Yeah, but that prophecy it's not limb driven; it's cable driven. Which the limb driven is nice, but the only thing, like, I like to be able to flick, like to flip up. Yeah, 
the rest. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, myself, I like it. But that prophecy, nice. it's it's nice. It's smooth. I'll it's a lot nicer than the QAD, and it's um. But again, the QAD gets nice and tight to the riser. You know what I mean? Like the prophecy still sits back a little bit off the riser just because of the shape of it. Like I got it up as tight as I can to the riser, but um, like the housing of the rest is right tight against the riser, riser, but just the way it's shaped, it sits back a little bit. Yeah. Where like the QAD, it's tight. It's like, it's right on your right. I don't have a bow here with that one on there, but it's tight against the riser. Yeah. Which is nice, right? Because then you're getting a little more you're getting a little more distance between the, your rest and your string, which I mean, essentially is brace height. Yeah. It makes it a little more forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So what do you think you're going to do? Springtime's coming up here, bud. Yeah. Turkey season. Bear I'm season. trying to get you and Paul to come down for Turkey. I know. In I know. April. I think so, I'm actually, I haven't actually told you yet, but it looks like I'm going to actually be going to Vancouver Island in April, third week or whatever, BCWF, uh, AGM conference. BCWF? Um, what's that? Yeah. That's what uh, Jesse Zeman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just their AGM. So depending on the size of your club and stuff like that, like we're through them or we what is it through insurance and all that kind of stuff our clubs kind of with them you don't have to be but we are so we have voting depending on how many members you have in your club if you are associated with them is how many members you can send down to vote for you know all the executives and all that kind of stuff going forward and they've usually got guest speakers and all that kind of stuff there the last one i went to is quite a few years ago it was up in fort st john oh, and, that's a drive. Uh, they, yeah we flew <laughs> <laughs> we flew and can't you we, do it virtually no that's a long drive too for you well too. they did that last year but no i'm not that's not too going boring. there what if we just get jesse on the show and you just tell him what you think of him well that's fine i talked to him in person too though yeah, jim okay. shockey i think is actually going to be the guest the special guest um at the conference there i'm not sure I, they, they don't have a full agenda yet they just kind of mentioned save the date this is what we got so far it was a, it was a, I mean, there's lots of dry stuff because it's an AGM, but there's some pretty cool stuff. Like the whole event itself was pretty Let's cool. But it it's in Nanaimo. Oh, okay. So, and I got some family out there. I got to visit at the same time. So, oh, yeah. I'll go out and get that done. It's, 20th uh, to 22nd in Nanaimo. Yeah. So let's look at a calendar here. Is your, are you taking the old lady or just you? Yeah. No, we're both going just because we got family out there that we got to visit. Okay, well, look at this. You could come down. You don't have to bring a trailer. Come turkey hunting. Go to the island. Get it all done. One trip. Just like whoosh. kill your kill your bird. Come out, kill your bird. First day, opening morning. Ten minutes in. <laughs> Ten minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's uh it just came up. I keep bugging so, Paul to come down, but I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I don't tough. know. You think For a while, gonna, I'll be stoked. I just want to know what your thoughts are. Do you think you're going to be ready to, with your knee and everything, to be able oh, to yeah, uh, I should. go bear hunting and 
Oh, fuck turkey yeah. hunting. What are we at now? We're at end of February. I got almost uh, March. Almost March. You got some time, and especially bear. I mean, bear. You got lots of time. It's not like you have to get out April first. No, I don't even go bear hunting till like the middle of May. Yeah, really. So, but yeah, I should be. I'm hoping to start running here in April. <laughs> April. I got. I'm going in. I already saw like. When I got out of the hospital, the day after I signed up for the Fat Dog 120. Yeah. When's that again? April 19th, 11th or 19th. I can't remember. Let's see. Or no, so not April, August. August 11th. Yeah. See, so lots of time to train for that. <laughs> yeah. So to speak. So when is that? Yeah. I don't know. It's a few so, months. I guess you just... As long as you don't have any setbacks. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Because I, I was training. I was I've been doing the uh um flow or blood restriction training or blood restriction training. You know what that is? I think you were telling me about it, but for anybody who doesn't know what you tell So them. basically what it is is like you you get these bands and you put them on your arms, your legs. For me, because I'm training my knee, I'm putting it on, I put it on on my upper thigh and I pump it up full of air. And before you start, you have to figure out, somebody's got to figure out how much pressure it needs to shut the circulation out, cut the circulation completely off on your leg or your arm, whatever it is you're training. So I did that. So I, um, I put them on my leg and I pumped it up to 156 pounds and it shuts completely shuts the blood flow off to my leg. And then I do exercises, right? Um, and I tell you, man, it like just doing exercise, I'm talking like just lifting your leg up. Like no weight, no nothing. Really? Yeah. And you do 30, you rest 15, 15, 15. And man, it like I was doing, I've been doing them and like, I can't finish. Like I cannot really? finish it. It actually, my leg stops working. Cause like all the blood is so, so filled with lactic acid, right? Because it can't leave or new blood can't come in and it can't leave. So how often do you let the air out then to let the blood flow? When you're done the exercise. It? Yeah. So like, okay. when, so like I'll do, I'll do 30. I keep it pumped up, do rest for 45, do 15 rest, do 15. And then I let the air out. Okay. Yeah. But man, so it's basically, it's, you're building up the same lactic acid and you're getting the same workout you would, if you're had, if you're applying resistance to your leg, but you're not going to, you're not adding any weight. So you don't have to worry about damaging it. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I've been doing that. So it's been, it's been good. Yeah. But it's, you know, I still have a, a odd time. I'll still have a bit of pain in there. Like if sometimes if I'll, like a couple of weeks ago, I was pulling, shooting outside and I kind of slipped, like slipped a bit on the ice, like not slipped and fell over, but you know, you're just like, ah, yeah. And then I had some pain in it then, but I'm trying to take it easy. So I'm trying to stay away from work because work's a sure thing to fuck it up knees or anything yeah you're not exactly doing what i do so you're gonna mess it up for sure if you go to work brick lane is not cement all that stuff there's there's nothing nice about any of it well it's the uneven ground and like everything's on scaffolding or uneven ground it's one or the other so i'm trying to stay away from but other yeah it's been going good uh that's good doing that but it sucks it's hard not to train the way you want to train 
So like, I'm going to have, I got this race coming up and it's a hundred kilometer race. So, and I'm going to have to start training in like April sometime. So I'm only going to have about three months to be able to get ready to run a hundred kilometers without stopping. I want to see a smile through all that hundred kilometers. <laughs> you could be my pacer. And uh, your pace. Yeah. <laughs> while I'm on a bike, <laughs> my electric bike. <laughs> sure. Well, fuck. I don't know, man. You probably, you'll probably get there. You've been hitting that gym pretty hard. Yeah. feels good to exercise. I still don't. Your back loosen up at all. Yeah, it did. I, but I, I was stretching for probably two weeks before I started doing any weights. Yeah. And then had some help with my osteo and stuff like that, telling her what my plan was. So she gave me some stretches and showed me some stuff just to help out with the stretching. And then I'd really hit it hard after I would go to an appointment, like even I'd stretch for even longer periods of time, like for a few days after than like a normal daily one. And then, yeah, as soon as I started doing some lightweights, then I'm, I'm not set up for it. I've got, got some stuff that we had for our, our kid. He's a big kid. Um, but none of it's really set up proper for adults. The bench, everything is too small, but oh yeah, I'm making it work. Oh yeah. I okay. bought some, um, some adjustable dumbbells cause, um, one, I don't have the room for a full set two man since we were talking last couple of years those things of weights used to be very inexpensive yeah to get a nice setup and now they're it's you know it used to be a buck a pound or under a buck a pound and now you're looking at two bucks two and a half bucks a pound it doesn't sound like much until you realize it's like you know that's like per dumbbell yeah so you get a full set and man you're you're looking at a lot of money so having these, well, and then you need the room and storage too. And that's, that's yeah, right. like that's all, all I have is I just have that bench and I got that rack of weights, but I bought that rack of weights like five years ago and I yeah. bought it, I bought it used some, and that's, but you know, that's the cool thing about fit, fitness equipment, especially home fitness equipment. Most people buy it and they never use it like treadmills. Like how many fucking treadmills do you think get bought with the intentions of being used every day? And like guys or girls will go on them use them for a week and then they'll just sit there like we had a yeah we had a stair climber one of those um real expensive stair climbers um can't remember the name of them um not peloton but another one anyway really expensive it was like i paid 2700 bucks for it because my wife wanted to use it she used it for like a week and it was just in the way of that so i ended up selling it for like 1300 jeez (laughs) What do you do? Yeah, I mean, like the bike, I, we have a treadmill and a bike and like Wyatt uses the treadmill almost every day. That's awesome. And I use the bike. I was using the bike lots. So like as soon as my knee, well, I'm going to hopefully by, you know, within a month I can start going, you know, three, four weeks from now I can start going back on the bike and then I'll build it up to where I can run. Cause that's when, one I, thing when I start I can... running, I gotta go on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. The bike is a great one for you. That's something I can't do. I can't, I'm not comfortable on. I've, I've never been able to find a stationary bike that I'm actually comfortable on. And I don't enjoy them. It's not like a real bike is fine. But the stationary ones, I don't know what it is. It's just, I've never been able to find one that I'm actually comfortable on and want to ride. Be like, oh yeah, I'll watch the hockey game or something on TV. Yeah. And, you know, just bike. I, I can't do it. I get sore or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm I'm just 
for me personally here, I'm just making do with what I have and then try some different things. So I got some friends that are lending me some different styles of adjustable dumbbells so I can see what fit my hands. I don't have giant hands, but I have big hands. So it's certain styles, like I got some block ones here. My hands barely fit inside. Because they got um, those bars in the way. They got the bars in the way. 99% of the exercises I've tried so far, they haven't gotten in the way. Um, the only thing I've noticed I can't do is uh, it's that tricep exercise from behind your head where you grab the yeah. dumbbell with two hands. I can't, there's no safe way to grab the blocks. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can put your hands around. It's mm-hmm. too wide. So you can hold it, but it's not comfortable. And it's like, now you're, you're not doing the exercise right. So that's what I'm kind of experimenting with is what can I use? What's available? What can I, what can I get? That's going to give me the most amount of exercises to do it properly mm-hmm. safely. Because if it's not enjoyable, you're not going to do it. So you might oh. as well get shit that's going to work for you. Yeah. And um, that's what I've had a really hard time with is trying to do a workout in under 30 minutes. I have to superset. That's what I've that's found. That's what I do too. I superset. Yeah. But I don't need the big heavy weights. It's I just keep going and going yeah. and going and be like, I can't go anymore. And it's like not even a 30 second break. And it's not even that 15 seconds. Like start adjusting weights, go to the next exercise one after another. Yeah. And I start. I stopped cutting out, like I cut it out, cut out the exercises and I just do more sets. So like instead yeah. of doing like four exercises of four sets each, now I'm down to like three exercises or two. And then so yeah. like today, you know, I did two exercises, did six, six of each, right? Superset of them. Yeah. And that took 29 minutes, but you get a good sweat going. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy what you can what you can do there. Yeah, in 30 it, minutes, it doesn't take long. No, and I think a person's got to coming from a person, I used to be a gym rat big time, two times over when I was a teenager. And then when I was in my thirties and stuff, so I enjoy lifting weights. So sometimes it gets a little frustrating not to have everything that you're used to, but I don't want to go to a gym. Not that I care about going to a gym. It's because my schedule changes. It's like, no, I want to work out right now, but I don't want to go down there. And it's like, I got to wait 20 minutes to get on a stupid machine. Yeah, because there's people everywhere. So I I can totally understand where people would get frustrated and be like, I don't have all the equipment that I need, and they quit for that reason on top of just not powering through it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been what 17, 18 days in a row now. Most days are good, but I find come Friday, after a long week of work, it's it's tough to sit down and do it. Today it was the cold. Yeah, like. The yeah. cold zapped my energy and I just had to do it. I felt great after. Oh yeah. But after man. you always feel, you always feel great, but that comes down to like that mental toughness of that's what it all is. It has nothing to do with physical ability. It's all no. in your brain. It's yeah. all just being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it and get it done. And then I'm going to feel a whole lot better yeah. now that I did it. So I think personally for my sake here, I'll end up with a set of adjustable dumbbells of some sort. Eventually I'll get rid of this kid's bench and just get a full size, like fully adjustable yeah. adult bench that, you know, you can do so many exercises on them. Yeah. Just one of the inclines. That's what I've, I've, yeah. I've used the same set, like just dumbbells and a bench for years. Yeah. And I, 
it's always worked and you just like you find you can fuck you can go on google and look up like man you can do a workout with just your just gravity really yep Yep. a chair and gravity you just got to want to do it you can't let you just can't you just got to get out of the mindset that you need all that fancy stuff to do it even going on social media and like you if you youtube anything these guys got all these nice fancy equipment fuck them yeah well even resistance bands and everything like it's crazy what you can find online oh yeah to, to find them and they're they're fairly inexpensive and you can get different well especially uh, now and like that's oh you could google anything you could do a whole you could freaking hit every body part with a resistance band now you look yeah. around and you can get you can get them all you just yeah you can't let that you can't let any excuses go into your head you gotta just be like fuck it i'm just gonna do it even if it's like even if even if it's just doing push-ups before you go to bed if it's something it's just to keep that keep it in your keep it in your mind that you know okay i did i didn't do the great workout i did today but at least i did something I'm, yeah forget I about it to, tomorrow i did chest today so i did a bunch of flat uh incline supersetted the shit out of my chest and i was like okay i'm done my 30 minutes but i'm gonna do some push-ups anyway just to isolate a couple little areas yeah. should you not <laughs> i did the ones where you put your hands in the oh, triangle yeah, yeah. I couldn't do one. <laughs> I went down slowly and I could not push myself back up. And it was everything I had. And it was like, I guess I got a good workout in 30 minutes because I couldn't do a single push up. It hurt so bad. And it wasn't a matter of I gave up. Like I tried. My arms physically would not push me back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It- yeah, Especially, I feel better. I feel better, you know, and I'm not. You don't have to do a lot. That's the whole point no. of it. It's like you don't fuck, man. In th- you know, in 30 minutes a day, you can completely like at the end of 30 days. And like we talked about it in the last last podcast when we had Richard on and like it's not it's not those big, giant, extreme exercises or runs. It's the small little ones. And if you're consistent yeah. at the end of it, like you do it every day for 30 days and 30 days, you're going to you're going to notice results. Like it's I'm impossible already, not to. And I'm already noticing, like you're asking, like my back is loosened up. That's the, that's the biggest thing that I uh-huh. have to worry about is my back injuries. Now everything feels like it's staying tight, staying where it's supposed to. So I feel better to do anything else that's before or after I work out. And then you start looking at little things like don't go on a huge diet. You yeah. know what? Just make that simple little choice. You know, do I go grab just- that? bagel or do i go grab that orange and that banana instead yeah or just drink more water like more water little things little things like this do what you're doing just work out for half an hour a day and drink more water like i've already said it i cannot diet like i yeah i cannot do it out no i I just i don't like being hungry like i i don't like people like oh you can't eat three hours before you go to bed unless somebody's diets like fuck that like sit there in bed because you're hungry. like anybody who diets knows like but you know what the feeling like being hungry trying to go to sleep is it's fucking horrible yeah. i don't want to do uh, that i don't want to no. do that at all i i have no problem working out every day but there's no way in hell i'm going to diet and like i'll drink as much water as i need to i can eat make healthier food choices right yeah but and it doesn't have to be extreme just small ones you know yeah if well, i want to freak if i want a bag of freaking m&ms guess what i'm gonna have a bag of freaking m&ms and i don't give a shit what anybody says oh, i sit there that. and i'm going to enjoy them but you know yeah, what man my next choice is probably going to be that pear, that orange yeah. instead of something else. But it's like right now I just want that. Well, I'm going to have it. 
I deserve it. Work my ass off. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing. And even if you do, even if you miss a workout or like that's why I always like setting goals 30 days because they're achievable. Like to set yeah. a goal for a year, a year's a long fucking way away. Yeah. A lot can happen between now and a year, but 30 days is like it's not really that long. Like it might feel long when you do it. Like we've been doing this 30 days, 30 minutes, 30 days, and like you know, day 18 or whatever it is, like, yeah, right now it's might feel by. long. Yeah, it goes by quick. And like you notice results, like I noticed results. Of course, I started when I came two weeks off sitting on the couch doing nothing. Yeah. But I've noticed results, right? And I haven't changed anything. All I've been doing, and I worked out all the time before. I rode the bike and worked out every day. And I can't ride the bike now. My workouts are actually more intense now, like the the weightlifting, because I have to squeeze the same workout into half an hour, and I actually get I actually get a good sweat. Whereas I'm actually getting a better sweat lifting weights now than I was before, because I'm compressing it into a 30 minute period. But That's yeah. Great. That's why I like those 30 days because, you know, at the end of this 30 days, I'm going to set another goal, right? And then you just set these small goals. And then, you know what? If something happens and you miss a day, fucking don't dwell on it. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. And if it comes to different seasons, like right now for us, all we do is we fish in our time off for the most part. Maybe go for the odds, you know, snowshoe, hike, whatever. But come camping season, there's lots of weekends. We're gone camping for the whole weekend. Uh So I'm not at home with my weights. Yeah, fuck yeah. Maybe I can do some stretching instead. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you can, you can do things, you know, you don't have to go for that 5k run. If you, if you, if you can't do it, but you try to do something that, you know, is right around. It's easy enough to get down, do some stretching or do a little something like, you know, well, and when you're camping, when you're out and you're, you're going on hikes, you're fishing, you're doing shit anyway. Right. It's not like, yeah, you're staying active. And I mean, like you can't punish yourself. Like there's gotta, you know, you, you can't, give up everything and that's the whole point of it like you don't have to be hardcore you just gotta you just gotta be consistent and just win those small little battles and over time you're gonna notice big challenges and like i look at a lot of guys that are just over like a lot of guys my age and they're just overweight and they just they feel stuck and you talk to them and they're just like fuck man i just i can't go to the gym and like my hips hurt i can't run and like you know like they're way overweight and like they just they're down you're like listen like to go walk around walk around the block Tomorrow, yeah. walk around the block. The day after, walk around the block twice. The next day, walk around the block three times. Yeah. And then do, like, just do little things every, but do them every day. And, like, if you do little things every day, you're going to notice it. Oh, hell yeah. And, nice and you know, be real with reality. I'm going to tell you right now, come springtime, as soon as the frost comes out, I'm going to have a nasty spring with water breaks, sewer breaks, all that stuff with all the frost, with how cold it's been. So I'm going to have some long ass days at work you know, on a shovel doing repairs, nasty position, you know, like you're, you're not comfortable. Like you have some long days, your whole day is a workout. So I'm probably not going to lift weights that night, No, but I'll sit down and stretch mm-hmm. for half an hour for however long I have till bed, you know, to whatever makes it feel, just to do something. And I'll feel better the next day, even if it's just stretching, because I'm not going to tighten up. I'm not going to go to bed all tense. And then if I can get a workout in the next day, great. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Or a day down the road or whatever. It doesn't, yeah. you're not going to win every day. You just got to try to, you just, don't just try. Up. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't quit. You got to just keep going. Like it, it's impossible to win every day. There's days when like, man, like I've gone really accustomed to getting up early and doing it just because I know if I don't get up early and 
if I don't get up early and do it, it, it's so much harder as the day goes on to get anything done because I, you know, work obligations, kids. And then all of a sudden it's like eight o'clock at night and it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. And I've done it before. And I'm like eight o'clock. I remember like eight o'clock at night, eight 30 at night and be like, Oh man, I didn't, I didn't get a work in now and I'm bagged and I don't want to do it, but I'll still go downstairs and I'll bang out four sets of pushups and some sit-ups and then I'll be up. Right. Yeah. And at least it's something. Right. You That's just right. keep that in your mind and just it's that mindset you have. And for you know, the guys that are struggling with their weight and struggling with getting over like just getting started, you just gotta you just gotta keep pounding away, man. Can't and you know, off. people who have the the weight thing and they want to lose weight. Well, I know lots of people, and it's kind of like setting your goals small, you know, have that like, all right, yeah, I need to lose 40 pounds, but you don't focus on 40 pounds. Be no. like, you know what? I'm gonna lose five pounds. And I drink lots of water and I do it again. I'm going to lose five pounds. And when you lose that five pounds, be like, all right, I got 35 to go. All right. I'm going to focus on the next five pounds. You're not focused mm-hmm. on the 35. That's, that's whatever. Yeah. Because if you don't hit that fast enough, you lose interest and then you mm-hmm. stop and you fail. But five pounds, five pounds is achievable. You yeah. can do five pounds. Just yeah. keep moving. Keep, keep, mm-hmm. make healthy choices. Yeah. You know, when you get to that 20 pound mark and you got 20 left, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, now you're going to start. There you're going to start eating more fruit and you're going to start eating more yeah. vegetables and stuff or whatever your deal is. You're going to, there's no major changes, but it's small changes because you're seeing them mm-hmm. and you're like, this shit's working. Yeah. It's nothing yeah, major. I think that, yeah, exactly. I think that's the hardest thing is seeing everyone wants to see results right away. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I, I get it. Like you wake up and then all of a sudden one day you're like, holy fuck, man, I'm 40, 50 pounds overweight. How did I get here? Yeah. And it's going to be a lot harder to go back than it is to go forward because you get older. Time is a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just like, it gets harder and harder to do these type of things the older you get. Not only does their body give, you know, start giving out, but it just, time is a big thing. That's why I like these. Everyone's got 30 minutes in a day. Like, there's no reason you don't have 30 minutes a day. Like, if you can sit down and watch TV, you can exercise in front yeah. of that TV. Exactly. You can still watch your TV show if you want. Yeah. exercise while you're doing it well fuck yeah when i was doing those five those 50 kilometers on the bike every day yeah like that's a long time to sit there and ride on a fucking stationary bike and ride oh, a bike yeah. <laughs> so like boring. i'd watch i'd have the tv on i just watch tv and i'm like fuck wow. me man getting through so like plugging through movies yeah listen to a podcast listen to whatever it doesn't always have to be music it's just something to keep your mind off it so you're still just moving and next thing you know it's like holy shit 30 minutes is done yeah. can't do any push-ups anymore and you do that for 30 days and like just like as much as it might suck to do it just fuck just get through those first 30 days and then after set another goal and be like just get through those 30 days and all of a sudden you're going to be 60 days in and you're going to notice results i guarantee it you're gonna be like oh, holy yeah. shit man yeah this is awesome it's working and then you get like once you see results like you said that's when you start getting motivation like motivation is one thing discipline is another like it's easy to have motivation it's a lot harder to have discipline yeah. But it's a lot easier to stay disciplined if you have motivation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good if people around you are helping or supporting you too. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing. And I think a lot of people, you know, you get surrounded by people who, who if you have a goal of whatever your goals are, if it doesn't jive with them, mostly because they don't want to put the work in to do it themselves, they're going to knock yeah. you for it. And that's the hardest thing. And then, But it's like, you look at like what all, what all, 
what's a common denominator between all successful people is they only surround themselves with six, you know, with people yeah. who are going to help themselves be successful. Yeah. And I noticed that like with my business, you know what I mean? Like, man, like I, I went through a lot of hardships in the beginning with my business. You know what I mean? Like lost a lot of money, you know, bankrupt did all that. And then like, you just, but you, then you look at like your circle, your, the circle you're surrounding yourselves with, with how that, you know, how is that helping you in the long run? And then you kind of change that. And I did change that, what my circle looked like, what my position was in that circle and like the people you're putting in that circle. And then, yeah, you know, you, you make changes and I mean, you know, makes my circle is pretty small, same thing. Yeah. Because if, if you're a negative person, I cut you out. Yeah. I don't have exactly. time for it. Fucking right. That's the best way to be, man. It's hard because like the shitty thing is a lot of those people who are cutting you down and knocking your, your goals or whatever your goals are. And they're, they're criticizing them and they're trying to bring you down to the, their level, so to speak, or people that are close to you, they're close friends. They could even be family members. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's tough and I've, I've gone through it and you just got to, you got to cut them off and be like, fuck you, man. I got goals and I want to accomplish certain things in my life and you're not helping me do it. So yeah. Later. And the sooner the people around you and when they meet you, the sooner they figure that out, the better. Yeah. Because don't waste my time. I give everybody a chance. Yeah. But if you're going to waste my time, I don't need drama. I don't need negativity. Everybody has bad days. You need to talk about stuff. That's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. But if you're just that negative drag, I hate to tell you this, but but you're you're getting shipped on the road real quick. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna and it, there's no sugarcoating it with me. You're gonna no. anybody that'll tell you that would be like, yeah. yeah. He can be a real dick. And it's like, yeah, but it's a dick from, you know, it's from a good place because if you're a friend, you're a friend. And if you're not, you know, nothing personal guys, but you're not bringing anything to my life. And I'm not talking money. I'm not talking favors. All I ask for is positivity. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, man. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. 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 If you're fun to be around, if you're joy, you got a smile on your face, you're cracking jokes. I don't care if you're making fun of me, if it's in a, you know, because yeah. if you're a friend with me, I'm going to guarantee you we're going to be making fun of each other a lot, but yeah. it's in a positive way. Yeah. It's not yeah, to man. cut you down. It's because yeah, I caught you doing something stupid. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you're yeah. going to well, hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's the key to it all, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. I guess we'll cut her out at that note, eh? Yeah, I think so. Amen. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into the Focus Hunting Podcast, coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoors production. Pete and I wanted to thank all you guys, the listeners, for tuning into the over past 100 episodes of the show. This journey has been a lot of fun for both Pete and I, and we couldn't do it without your guys' support, so we really value that. And uh, you're going to notice a bunch of promo codes down in the show notes. Use them, save a bunch. Love you guys. Until the next time.